Hey, Juice, the only thing better than looking clean is looking clean on your own time. No doubt about it, Big Seth. And that's why I always call my man Ara at A&T Dry Cleaners anytime I need my clothes laundered or dry cleaned. Tell him exactly why you call Ara. Because A&T offers free pickup and delivery at your home or office, so you never have the inconvenience of trying to find time to take your dry cleaning somewhere. They bring it to you. That's exactly right, Juice. You can walk into their Fort Lauderdale location, but A&T serves Miami-Dade, Broward, and the Southern Palm Beaches with their convenient pickup and delivery services, which also include alterations, shoe repair, and more. And A&T is a family-owned company, and they've been in business since 1980. 1980. Yeah, and you know what? That means customer service is their priority. So call Ara today at 954-610-9383. That's his personal cell we're giving you. Or you can visit drycleanertoyou.com to start making your life and your dry cleaning a lot easier. And make sure you tell them that the fish tank sent you, because Ara, my man, is giving our listeners 50% off your first order. How much? 50. Half, Seth. Half and 25% off any dry cleaning services after that. ANT Dry Cleaning, the official dry cleaners of the fish tank. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. dog fans, number one, one. of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank here in the Five Reasons Sports Network. Seth Levitt and none other than OJ McDuffie. Juice, what is going on today, man? What's up, Big Seth? I'm feeling like shit today, Juice. I'm not going to lie. You, man. Yeah. It's been going around, Big Seth. I'm, I'm a little beat up. Well, I'm not feeling, you know, JJ, man. I, I hope he's hanging in there. But uh, I, I'm not feeling my best. But, you know, I got to be a gamer today because we have a guest in here who would not tolerate me sitting out because I got a little sore throat and some sniffles. Oh, hell no. Yeah. 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 And so. You know what? And, and, and finally, you know, it's been so gator heavy in here, Troy. Oh, it has been it's real been, gator it's heavy. Been real gator heavy. Finally, we get to the, the right side of the table now, Big Seth. Yeah, man, we finally got someone that actually you didn't let get away in that whole recruiting <laughs> process, man. Oh, shots fired. Shots well, fired. you know, it was just unbelievable. Wow. One after the next. Who was your host? Who was your host? It was right. a little All he lost was one, just one. Oh, okay. So, so somebody else fucked the other one. thing. It was a big yeah, one. it was. It was a big one. But Troy Drayton. Speaking of big ones, Troy Drayton is in the house representing the Dolphins. Of course, representing the Nittany Lions. That's Absolutely. right. Big fella, man. How you doing? I'm doing outstanding. How you doing? I'm doing great that you're here, man. I'm feeling a little bit better. The energy's yeah. a little bit better. You yeah. know, the love is the love is definitely real. Yes. You know, you know That's what I like to hear. You know, Troy and I go way, way back. You do, so, man. Yeah. We were uh, yeah. we were freshmen at Penn State together. Yeah. I came in I can't imagine he, he, what that he was. He came like. in as a highly recruited athlete, but he came in with a little baggage. Yeah. I came in as a highly recruited athlete and didn't have any baggage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. So Troy, talk about a little bit about your, your road to Penn State. I, I know because um, I, I I can talk brag about, about baggage. You. I I can brag <laughs> about you. I can brag about you a little bit coming out of out of the Harrisburg area, still yeah. still high. The Rollers, the Rollers. Wow, that's you know, the name that, of your, that, that was my high school. That was <laughs> that is so appropriate. Steel man. high steamroll. The Rollers, the steel high steamroll. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So uh, I, I came out of a little small town called Stilton, Pennsylvania. Very small town, actually. It's right outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Capital we have, City. Right now, we have one stoplight. One. We had three. now. You have one. We have one now. Wait, so you've gone back? Yeah, we've gone back. We had three, but we have one now. Okay. <laughs> Very small high school, um, but, you know, you had to have great athletes because we really didn't come off the field like 
Like I was our starting free safety. Free I was safety. Our, I was our starting receiver. <laughs> oh, that's only the only beginning, right? You know there, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> receiver. I was, our, I was our kicker. You wait. You could kick the ball. Now were oh, you yeah. straight on kicker? Or did I you was go soccer on, style? I, I had I had a flat toe shoe. Did you have a, No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, yes, no, I you did. didn't. Yes, I did. Wow. And I had the uh, the strap. That yep. you that you that you hook on the to on the toe up. to make sure your toe stays up. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. So sometimes my coach would put me back there to return punts. Luke Grosser. Everything. Like, but I didn't want to come off the field. You know, every now and then he'll put me back there when our guys drop punts. He was like, hey, "Listen, I know you didn't practice this, but right. worst case scenario is you fair catch it. If you get a little room, run it." And what did you do? I fair caught it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I got a little room, I yeah. ran it. Let, let, let me catch this thing and wait till the next play to make <laughs> something right. happen. That's right. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was uh it was it was great growing up in that place because, you know, you have like I had some of my dad's teachers, but I also had my dad's principal when I was in high school as well. Wow. So wow. legacy. A, a lot of things don't change. And this is a type of town where your name, like I had my father's name. So basically they're saying, Oh, that's that's Billy Ray's son. <laughs> You weren't Troy. No, I wasn't Troy, but you had to earn your right, name. So right. you had to do something on the field where they say now, oh, that's Troy Drayton. You get your nickname or whatever the case may be, but, you know, we, we played every sport. You know what I mean? We, like, we played basketball, baseball, football. You know, sometimes we, we – I think my senior year we had track, but you had to be an athlete. And, um, you know, my road to Penn State wasn't one of those roads where, you know, you, you get a scholarship. Like, I, I came in on a, um, a grant – for inner city kids. Wow. You know, I had coaches come down and, 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 and talk, uh, talk to me about it. And, you know, they was like, hey, you know, we can't offer you a scholarship, but we can offer you a chance to walk on. I was like, okay, I'll take it, whatever. So, you Were know, there other opportunities to go somewhere else where there was a scholarship? Yeah, I mean, I, I could have gone to IUP. Um, Indiana I University of Pennsylvania. To, I, I'm familiar with it, you know. <laughs> I could have gone to University of California. Not not Cal, but uh, right. University of California of oh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Edinburgh, any, any of those East Stroudsburg. Right. But I but the opportunity to, but the, to go to Penn State. But the opportunity to to go to Penn State and I felt like I was a division one talent. And that that to me, it was a challenge of can I make it? Because you know, my thing is is the fear of failure. You know, people always telling you that you can't do something. Right. And the biggest thing that, that people <laughs> said that they said they I couldn't do it, they was like, Oh, you're not gonna go to Penn State and succeed. Hmm. I was like, Oh, okay, no problem. Yeah, I'm going to Penn State. Right. And that that was my challenge. My challenge was to go there and prove everybody wrong. And I did that. Yeah. You sure as hell did. <laughs> so, you, you heard Troy talk about, you know, how he played all these different positions, different basketball. He played uh, a little baseball, which I didn't know until today. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen you know, him. Yeah, I'm a baseball guy. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen Troy with a round ball. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, we get it. I'm a, I'm a Dennis Rodman. Yeah. He's okay. A rebound I'm and a, get it out. I'm going to play some defense. I'm going to rebound and I'm kicking it out. Okay. If I got an open shot, hey, I'll take it. Yeah. You need those guys, you know? Juice. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So we'll go back to Troy's uh, <laughs> humble beginnings at Penn State. Yeah. When he came in there as a wide receiver, Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Just sitting across from him right at now. At 185, <laughs> he came in at 185 playing wide receiver. What was it, 6'2 still? Six, yeah, yeah. I was about, I was like 6'1, 6'1, 6'2, 185 when I, when I stepped on the Penn State campus. Right. What the hell were they feeding yeah. you? Yeah. And then you have to, let's talk about that because you think about it. Troy said, you know, he had to earn his way in. You know, he came in on the, on the inner city, the grant from the inner, for any city, inner city kids, but. He did get him in there, and he did earn a scholarship. Yeah. And with scholarship came 
training table. Yeah, mm. absolutely. At what point did you get the scholarship? I got a scholarship my beginning of my senior year. Oh wow! So you played there for three, yeah, three years. Yeah. I got a scholarship in your beginning way. My beginning of my senior year. And what point did they start feeding you? Um, they started <laughs> feeding me immediately. Okay, yeah. you know what it is. I, I think what it is is like when you get into a good program and you start eating, you know, three squares a day. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and then you have snack, you know, in, yeah. in the evening. I think that 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 helps. And then my workout partner was a little power guy named Jerry, uh, Jerry Collins. Oh, yeah. And our strength training coach at the time, Chet Furman, was like, he didn't let anybody go off script. Like, it was like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Joe rules. But he allowed us to go off script a little bit because we were we, we didn't go off script too far. And, you know, I just started growing. You know what I mean? I, I guess I was just one of those late bloomers where now you start to get stronger. You start to get faster. But more importantly, I think one of the biggest things at Penn State that you have to do to get on the football field, and this is where a lot of guys fail, is that you got to Put away everything that you learned in high school, and you have to believe in the system. You have to believe that that system works. And a lot of guys, they couldn't stop believing in their high school glory. So what happens is now it's a trust thing. You know, when Joe trusts you, he's going to now give you an opportunity. And at the end of the day, you know, a lot of guys didn't take that opportunity that they had because they didn't believe. And I always tell young kids now, you got to check your ego at the door when you go to college. And the first thing that you have to do is you got to forget everything you learned in high school. And you got to learn and believe in the system that these guys are teaching. And the minute that they understand that you are you bought into the system, now your talent is going to be able to take over. They're going to take that leash off, and then they're going to let you hunt. I'll tell you one thing that Troy did, too, is like, um, you know, I don't know how invested he was in his academics when he was at Still High. Um, I wasn't that invested. Exactly right. I was, <laughs> I was, I was trying to make it nice. I was yeah. trying to be nice. I was, I was, I was lazy. I was I'm, I'm, nice I'm going to be honest it. with you. I was I was a lazy kid. Like, I, I worked up to, to my – I didn't work up to my ability. I, I was one of those kids that if you put me in a class with a, a bunch of kids that didn't know a lot, oh, I didn't know a lot. <laughs> you were that, you're in that class? I was there. You know what I'm saying? So, you didn't, you, you're in that class you, you didn't rooms at all? But, but if you put me in that, uh, that room where people who were, who were very smart, now I gotta I gotta raise my level. Right. The trick is getting in that room. Is it, the trick is getting in the room. Yeah. Right. And I think when you when you're at Penn State, you don't know that level. But you already know that if you don't produce academically, you're not playing. So that's you, the motivator. You, you have to raise your level of academics when you're at Penn State. So you know, no matter what room I'm in, I also utilize everything that they gave me. I utilize the tutors. You know what I mean? Sue Paterno was my, she was my tutor in, in college. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I heard that last name, yeah. But at the end of the day, like, she didn't allow me to not be my best. And she always pushed me to be the best that I could be. She would not allow me to, to be lazy. She would not allow me to rest on my laurels or anything that I did. Like, if I got a B on my last paper, she wants to see an A on the next paper. So she constantly pushed me to be the best football player, but more importantly, the best student that I could be. And it seems like you responded well to all that, whether it was in the weight room, whether it was in the classroom. I, I think sometimes you need a kick in the ass. Yeah. I mean, I had a teacher in high school, and she was the first teacher that called me out. And she called me out in front of the class, and she said to me, her name is Miss Fall. You still remember it, Oh, huh? yeah, absolutely. 
And I was sitting there, and I couldn't fit with my legs underneath the desk. And was this was at small. 185. Yeah. So I would always. Imagine if you tried now, Joe. I, right? I would always sit out with my legs in the aisle. And she always, and, and one day she just got so mad at me. And she said, you know what? There's a person in here who has so much potential to be whatever they want to do. And they work to the level of other people. So and she, she said. She called you right out. She, she said. Exactly. And she didn't call me by name. And she said they have an opportunity to, to go on and do something, something special that a lot of people in this town don't have a chance to do. And I'm sick and tired of allowing them to, nice. to just wow. sit here and not work up to their potential. And she kept me after. And I was mad. I was like, because you knew right away. Yeah, everybody knew. Like, yeah. you know what I mean. So I was like, all right. So I stayed after class, and she she said, Troy, you have so much potential. It's not like you yeah. get mad at authority. Yeah, either, man. yeah. I've never seen <laughs> I was never. I was mad because she called me out. You know what I mean. So I was I just like, man, you know, like this is. But what she told me, she's like, Troy, you have all the potential in the world, but you work to the potential of other people. You need to set a standard. Do you? Did you at that moment realize? And you know, we're obviously not necessarily where we're going with the show here. But at that moment, did you realize that you worked to the potential of other people? Like it was kind of what you were doing, but yeah. was it subconscious? Or when she mentioned it, we were like, "Oh shit, she's she's got a spot on here." I was like, "This is the first person who actually called me out. She mm. sees right through me." Mm. So you, you know knew, I mean? but you thought you had everybody else fooled. Yeah, I mean, I, I would go in there. I'd be like, man, going know. through the motions. Yeah, I mean, you know, because like if you didn't have to study for certain things, like you didn't, you know, right. you knew it. Like you didn't have to study it, but I studied enough to get a good grade. Mm. Right, I wasn't failing. That's that's the way that you I look. Sound at like camera. <laughs> I wasn't failing, so you know, I was cool. You know what I mean? But yep. when she put it like that, I think it it what it what it did was it it says you know what finally somebody is calling you out and they're not your parent. And they see right through you. So when I'm in that class, now I'm working to my ability. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like, I don't want to let her down. Right. And I, and I, it's been on record that I credit her for helping turn me into a, a good student. That was the beginning. Like, she was a catalyst that propelled me forward. It's interesting hearing the backstory <laughs> now because when I hear, because I've heard you plenty of times speak yeah. to young people with the role that you have now or, or stuff you've done with our organization yeah. or, and now these messages, I mean, you've learned them firsthand. You oh, know? yeah. So it's, you've lived them. So it's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the only way, like when I speak to young people, like I, I spoke to Hialeah yesterday or um, Tuesday and I was sitting at home and I was saying to myself, I said, how did I get to where I am? What did I, I came up with like an acronym and it was Troy. The acronym was Troy. I said, Shit, I know myself best. I just pulled that right, right. out of your I, ass. I, right. I said that I know myself best, right? So I yeah. can talk about those things. And, and, and it started off with T, trustworthy. You, you know, you have to be trustworthy. And the R was for uh, resilience. You got to overcome obstacles. The O was, uh, I'm trying, what did I say? Oh, the O. Wow. I bet it was good. It, had to it be good. was. Um, the Y was yearning to be your best. The O was you had to be open-minded and you had to be optimistic because at the end of the day, like, that's what you... You might need to trademark this. You man, know what right? I mean? So, like, those were the four things that I talked about. And I could come right off the top of my head exactly those little stories that happened to me along the way that helped push me to where I am. That's really cool. Yeah. But before we, you know, get back into some more to f more football, let's talk about where you are from that day from Mrs. Fall you said? Yes, Miss Fall. Miss yeah, Fall. Yeah. To where you're at now with your masters. I, you know what, man? I, I credit her um for for pushing me to that point. Yeah. I credit Sue Paterno for pushing me to that point. You know, those people were instrumental in getting me to where I am academically. 
like, yeah, my dad would take away certain things. But, you know, when you when you talk about people in your life who really pushed you to be the best, like those were those people. That's what it taught me. It taught me to never put a cap on my potential. That's awesome. And, you know, those two people are very instrumental. Shout out to Miss Fall. In, in my <laughs> life. Like, and, and Sue Patern. I mean, Sue, Sue, I mean, she still has stories about, about me. I mean, I, I, the day that I walked across, and I, and I, I graduated from Penn State. I, I went online and finished my degree. Right. That's State. what I was going to ask you about, too. Yeah. I like, went on to my, yeah, I did that. Did, did you ever get, like, a lot of guys used to get calls from Joe <laughs> be a decade after you leave there early without finishing? Mm-hmm. He's like, when are you going to come back, Joy? When are you going to finish? <laughs> did you get that call? I didn't get that call. You know what I did? I made a promise to my mom before I left Penn State. And she said, the only way that I will allow you to do what you want is that you have to promise me that you're going to go back and get your degree. Promise is a promise. And, you know, once I retired, you know, she never said anything to me. And I was like, man, you know, I need to go back and go ahead and start. Cause I got, I, got, I had my real estate. And how many license. years you went back at what, at what point? I went back, man. I did Wikipedia. I went back this, in, in 2000. I think I went back in 2000, like late 2006. We graduated so in 93. Our I, class yeah. was 92, Late 93. Hey, 2006. <laughs> they said you can always go back. That's yeah. what they say. And I, and, I, and I did it online. And I didn't tell anybody that I was doing it. Just, I just did it. And uh, what I did was I called, I called the, the, the present academic advisor there because he had all my, he had all the stuff from our old one, Don Farrell. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm ready to re-enroll back in Penn State. And you know he he got me all the paperwork and yeah man because that comes with a price too so yeah. you know they they better figure that out <laughs> no that's really amazing so, though I don't mean to, to yeah. minimize that but I but I I went and did it online and you know it was challenging and um, what I did was um, I started slowly finishing and then when I got to the end I was like you know what and I still haven't told my mom I said uh, oh she didn't know you oh, she okay. didn't know nice. So what I did was, when I finally got the okay that I was graduating, what I did was I sent my mom a Mother's Day present. I sent it to her job. I said, hey, when you get this, make sure you open it and just call me. So I didn't send her a card or anything. I sent her my graduation announcement. Oh, wow. And she lost it. I bet. She was like, all this time, she's like, how long have you been going back to school? I'm like, a year and a half. She's like, and I talked to you all this time, and you never said Didn't anything about it? You never mentioned it? I said, I wanted to surprise you. I knew I, I kept my word. You allowed me to go and, you know, live my dream, and uh, this is the reward. That's really cool. Planet Protein is back, Juice, mm-hmm. and they are once again raising the bar in the world of clean nutrition. This time with a brand new organic protein shake that is sure to please everyone, from a defensive lineman to your busy family. In fact, we're enjoying Chocolate Magic right now before we hit the studio with our next guest, and it's delicious. Yeah, Chocolate Magic brings together superfoods from every corner of the globe. Cacao, reishi mushrooms, sprouted quinoa, and chia to fight depression, boost mental cognition, and improve your heart health. Even with that holistic ingredient, list the flavors out of this world rich deep chocolate over an earthy fulfilling base the perfect blend to stay on top of your game and do what you do hey, that's right big seth and once again if our listeners use the code fish tank they will receive 20 percent off all purchases at planetprotein.com so definitely use the fish tank code at planetprotein.com to take advantage of that amazing deal and check them out on instagram as well at planet underscore protein Try to get back some football man <laughs> really cool <laughs> back some football man let's go Let's talk about you coming out of high school. 
And then uh, coming as a wide receiver, first of all, you ended up being a tight end. How'd that transition happen? And I know you fought it. Trust me, I know oh, you fought man. it because you came in there buying <laughs> for one of my positions, which I didn't, I didn't think was cool at all. You know what I mean? Because it's hard enough for me to get on the field at that point anyway. Oh, God. But this big fella, big 6'2", 185, could run, catch. It's kind of tough on a 5'10 guy. Yeah. You, you know what it was? In cleats. What it was was <laughs> you have the number one receiver and the number one player in South Carolina coming to Penn State as a receiver, Bobby Ingram. Yep. And I've paid my dues. It's me and Juice. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, this is my time right now. You know, Bobby was a great receiver. I mean, he was outstanding. I just remember coming in one day because my locker was kind of right as the coaches were in, uh, leaving the locker room or entering the locker room. So I had a uh, Coach Paterno came out and he said, like, uh, hey, I want to talk to you, him and Bill Kenny. That's <laughs> the worst thing. It's never a good thing. I'm like, man. like, And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, okay, what did I do? And I'm going through all the list of the stuff that I did that I, pro- I thought I got away with. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm saying, Is this like, the thing? It just it? come back and, you know, bite me in the behind. So I go in there and I sit down and, and Coach Paterno was like, you know, what, what's your aspirations, Troy? I said, Coach, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to graduate. I want to graduate, you know, and potentially play on the next level. He said, well, this is what I want to do. He was like, uh, you may not like it, but we're going to move you to tight end. I was like, huh? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> he said, we're going to move you to tight end. And I was like, why? I said, Coach, you know, I paid my dues. Like, I've done everything you asked me to do academically. I've done everything in the weight room to build my body to where it is right now. Yeah, how much were you weighing at that point? I was probably 205. Okay. And I'm like, Coach, like, you can't do this to me right now. Like, this is this is my junior year. You know what I mean? He was like, Troy, let me let me explain something to you. He said at the com he said at our combine, you ran a four four five at two twenty, whatever. He said, You can probably put on a few more pounds. He said, But I feel like you're fighting your weight. He's like but a wide receiver that can run a four five four four is average. A, a tight end that can run that is special. Which one you want to be? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> makes sense, right? I guess that's makes why you're sense. a tight end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, we we started that transition. Like that. I fought it because I felt like I paid my dues. Sure. But if this was the way that I was going to get on the field. Like, I, I need to embrace this. Right. But that was more than I'm, just I'm being on the field. I mean, too. Yeah. special. Yeah, exactly right. And I'm going to tell you, we started doing some different things with Troy. He was, you know, he was on the end at times, you know, in a three-point stance. We also started flexing. Flexing him out, yeah. Started doing that because he was a wide receiver by trade. Right. But then he's a big guy that could run and catch. So that was that that made it real difficult for teams to handle us a little bit. So the first game that I actually lined up with my hand in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Penn State. Versus the University of Miami in the Orange Bowl. Now our listeners are like, wait, 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 what? There we go. What year was this? Oh, man, 91. I think it's 91. Okay. I was learning. I was blocking draw plays. And then we had put this uh, We had put this shuffle pass in. And it was so sweet. I mean, we had. Well, you got to get. Yeah. <laughs> we put the shuffle pass in for uh, for Miami. It was so, they were so aggressive. On the edges. On the edges and up the middle. So, you know, we're we're trying to beat this. So I'm I'm basically I just take a step off the line and I'm running right down the line. And Tony uh Saka is supposed to shuffle pass it forward. Right? Mm-hmm. And I hit it right up the middle. So Tony gets this um he gets this idea. Hey, you know what? This is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna fake it left 
and I'm going to throw this thing behind my back, <laughs> and it's going to be a dead football, um, and you can hit it right up the middle. And he tried it in practice, and Joe was like, don't you ever. <laughs> Joe was so don't mad. Don't you ever try that. So mad. And Tony was like, screw him. We're going to do this shit in the game. <laughs> as long but as not, you know, but not only, guys. but not only did he throw it left-handed, he did it right-handed. Both hands, yeah, both hands. Oh wow, it both ways. Didn't matter which way. It didn't matter. And it, it, it was I mean, sweet, I man. gassed, I gassed uh, uh, the University of Miami. I killed them. I mean, guys like uh, Armstead. Oh yeah, Barrow, Smith. Oh yeah. A whole linebacker. Well, I was gonna say those are some big names. Big too, names. Man. So I, I, I'll tell you a, a story. So after the game, I had these sweet gloves. You know, Eastern gloves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, he's still a wide receiver. Yeah, at yeah. Now. I had these sweet <laughs> gloves. Wait, 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 let's just talk about how he had to, how he tried to dress out yeah, there. You know, yeah. spat it. Oh yeah, I spat. Yo, oh yeah, he I was, just like a wide receiver out there. So I'm coming off the field. I'm mad because we lost. And who runs up to me? Lamar Tom. Oh. Yo, man, let me get those gloves. <laughs> I, was gloves? <laughs> I was like, what? Yo, dog, I need to get those gloves. <laughs> I said, man, y'all just cheated us down here. You want me to give you my gloves? It's still, it's not a He's like, yo, dog. Did you real. know him at all? No. He, just, he just liked your gloves. He was like, God, yo, I, so I need those gloves. I was like, here, man. You know what I mean? And you, you gave it to him? Yeah, I gave it to him. He's like, where the hell did you come from? He's like, you wasn't even on the depth chart. Right. <laughs> exactly right. They weren't ready like, for it. That's crazy. Yeah. Of all people to do that, and then oh, you guys end up, wow. Of all people. We spent a whole offseason <laughs> getting ready for the U.M., man. <laughs> offense and defense, and Troy was our, our secret weapon that day, man. Boy, oh well, boy. he owed you one if you gave him those gloves. Did he ever pay it back when you? No, but he remembers. <laughs> he remembers. He said, man, I wore those gloves the next week. He said, because we used to go to other people on other teams, and we beating people down. We asked them for their gloves. Because we were trying to find the sweetest gear out <laughs> between all the receivers. Him you and want somebody's C. ass and then asking for their gloves, man. That's yeah. <laughs> they had him. It's cold. High C, C K-Dub. K-Dub. Yeah. yeah, they had a hell of a squad. Yeah. Gino was their quarterback. Yeah. That's you know, crazy. The team was unbelievable, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that is crazy. Then we, then we came back and, beat, and played them at our place, and they beat us again. But yeah, Troy had another good. outstanding Did you game. have to give up your shit, too? Oh, uh, <laughs> no. no but I'm going to tell you, I gave Ryan McNeil the business. Oh, Did he you? Took him for a ride. First play of the game. Yeah, took him for a little ride. Joe was, Joe was smart because he knew the longer that they had me going without the ball in my hands, like – it's, you know, Troy's going to start losing it at some point in time. He came you out think the first. I'm bad, Seth? <laughs> you think I'm bad? He no, I believe it. Right play. here, man. He came out the first play and got me involved. I was like, oh, it's on and popping now. Like, yeah. yo, it's ready. We ready. And I, when I tell you I ran Ryan McNeil over, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I still think his, his number is tattooed <laughs> in the, in the, the turf. <laughs> Seriously. We got to find some video of that. Can we get video of that somewhere? Find that. Definitely have to find we got to find the shovel pad. We'll get the shovel pads too. I, I would love to see that. So, well, uh, you know, clearly moving the tight end was a good decision. Yeah, so so Joe Joe was right about that, and, and it's a good thing that you bought in eventually. Yeah. And uh, and you you know you achieved the dream and and I don't want to gloss over the first yeah. four years of your career but I got to get your ass to Miami right <laughs> so I got to do that and, and, and so you know for me '96 was my internship year yeah. so here I am and 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 we've talked about it a little bit on the show but just kind of wide eyed and and Jimmy was 
cutting dudes in in training camp and 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 guys who right guys who are like Stojanovic you know yeah, finds yeah. out he's on the field and he gets he gets traded and Terry Kirby and guys that you know I know guys you were close to guys that were really popular in this town yeah. and so I was like damn this is the wild west out yeah, here yeah. you know this is what the league is like and then about three weeks into the season so you figure once the season starts the roster's set no nah, and not it's not. Him. Yeah, it, it wasn't, and, and I guess you learn that that's that. Uh, usually, the bottom part of the roster churns all season yeah. long, no matter what the team is. But Jimmy, it didn't matter. So, so it was about two, three weeks in Troy, yeah. and and we go get the big fella juice from from LA. He said, "Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Billy Milner's gone, and Billy, you know, a nice guy, just just." He wasn't. He didn't fill into that Richmond Web role like <laughs> I think they had hoped he would, and uh, and Jimmy wasn't having it. And, and in comes Troy Drayton, yeah. man. Well, so talk to us about what that was like. You played three and a half years somewhere, really. Almost, yeah. And, and and now you're coming to Miami. Yeah, I was uh, actually walking through the mall um, when I got Buying the Buying some gear. No, you <laughs> yeah, know, you I, know it was. You so know I shopping. had this routine. Like, we had a California pizza kitchen right there. And so I would, I would, you know, I would go there, have some lunch, and then I would get a massage, and, and then I'm pretty much done for the day. Um, and I was walking through Not the mall. Not a bad gig. And... Um, about to go to California Pizza Kitchen, and, and Gary Wishard is my agent, and he he calls me, my and he's Gary. like, uh, yeah. he's like, hey man, what are you doing? I was like, ah, I'm just walking through the mall, Dude. about to grab me a bite to eat. Then I got a massage. He was like, um, and I, I, actually, I had a radio show uh, that I was doing in uh, in St. Louis at the time as well, and I was like, um, uh, I just got a couple things I need to do. That's it. He's like, um, so um, I was like, wow, what's up? He was like, uh, so you're going to Miami. <laughs> I was like, what? I said, Gary, stop playing. He said, Troy, you know, you're the starting tight end on the Los Angeles Rams or the St. Louis Rams. And he said, you have a backup tackle who has more catches and more touchdowns <laughs> in Kansas City. Uh, I think his name was Joe Valerio. He had more touches. He had more catches and more touchdowns than I had in two weeks. He had two two catches and two touchdowns. And I had zero catches in two weeks. He said, I had, that's to get not you, work. I had to get you out of there. Now, that's Gary. Gary will do right. that yeah. now. So uh, I'm like, stop playing, Gary. He's like, no. He's like, uh, Jimmy's going to call you here in, a, in probably about a few minutes. So um, just get ready. Get yourself packed and get ready to go. Right. I was like, all right. So I'm, I'm walking to my car. Bam, Jimmy calls me. I'm like, hey, coach, how you doing? He was like, hey, Troy, how you doing? He's like, uh, so Gary told you we traded for you. He's like, listen, I tried to get you in the draft. In the, in the 1993 draft. So he wanted you then. Yeah, he Dallas. said, but we had to pay Emmett. So that's why we traded out of the first round, and we tried to get you in the second round. And them damn Rams, they jump up and they grabbed you out of nowhere. <laughs> and um, he's like, but I have you now. He said, the only thing I need you to do is give me a chance to sign you after the year's up. I said, okay, no problem. I said, when you need me in there, coach, he said, um, I need you here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you're I not said, in Atlanta now. You're, 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 you're. <laughs> I said, okay. So, you know, I went and did my radio show. I talked to uh, the radio guy, and I said, I said, this is not going to come out until tomorrow. But I was wondering if you right. broke the news on yeah, your own show. No, I didn't, okay. actually. I, I, I that was told awfully him, nice of you. I said, hey, man, you know, uh, this is probably going to be my last show. And he was like, why? I was like, because I, I've been traded. He was like, I said, but you can't. You can't announce this till tomorrow. You know <laughs> did he I mean? honor no, that? No Twitter. Yeah, no, no, he yeah, did. He, did. No he, he actually media. honored it. And, um, you know, I didn't really have a lot of time to to think about it. Like, you know, I got my massage. I told my massage therapist. She wasn't happy. But um, I ended up getting <laughs> my stuff packed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ended up getting my stuff packed and 
I, I hit Miami that 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 next night. That I mean night. that that night, and I was here, and uh, I got a physical, and um, came in, and they gave me number eighty six. They gave me um, Eric, Eric Green. Green's they gave me right. Eric Green's number. Yeah. And what I noticed, because I I read the news all the time. You know what I mean? I was like, everybody who got number eighty six, they get cut. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. <laughs> we got to change said, this shit up. I said. So I, I had 86 for one practice, and I said, Coach, I said, I don't feel comfortable in this number. And said, what were you wearing 80? What were you wearing at? at uh, I was wearing 84. You were wearing yeah. 84. And I got Rams. 86 when I came here. I was like, I, I can't Something's do not this. right. Yeah, I, I can't do this, Coach. <laughs> he said, okay. So we had a tight end. I, I forgot his last name. His name was, first name was Brett. So he walks into the locker room. Who that would have yeah. been? And yeah. he, he walks into the locker room. He says, uh, Brett. Troy wants his number. We're going to change your number. <laughs> <laughs> and Brett was like, oh, okay, coach, no problem. That was it. That was it. That was it. You're the right guy. So I'm one of those guys like pre, you know, you see these guys, they're paying, you know, 70000 you know, 60000 They're paying money. all this money. And I get my number for I get my number for free. Yeah, yeah. poor Brett. <laughs> Brett's sitting around cursing you right now. It depends on the person, Seth. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> right Jimmy person. said that, right? But Jimmy He's, walked in there and said it. That's I didn't crazy. say it. Right. So Jimmy was like, uh, Troy wants his number, so we're gonna switch your numbers. <laughs> so Troy, let's talk about, you know, I think in LA your quarterbacks were Steve Walsh and Tony Banks. Tony Banks, um, who else? Uh, T.J. Rubley, right? T.J. Rubley and Jim Everett, right? Jim Everett, yeah, not Chris, Chris, Jim Jim Everett. and Chris Miller. <laughs> yeah, but you, you're going, you're going to play with Dan Marino from, <laughs> from T.J. Rubley. You, you know what's so funny? You know, uh, I talk to Isaac Bruce all the time. He's a good friend of mine, and um, he gave me a call a couple weeks after I got traded. He was like, Troy. You know my dream is to play with Dan Marino, right? <laughs> Brett Carolyn. Yeah, Brett Carolyn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah, guess that wasn't yeah. a tough, yeah. Yeah, tough easy, sell. Yeah. Easy steal right there. But he no was disrespect. Like, but he was like, you know, how is it, man? Like, how is it, what is it like catching passes from Dan? I said, well, I haven't really caught anything from him yet. I said, you know, uh, Craig Erickson was a quarterback at the time. Mm. So, you know, I came in. I got my physical. I did everything. We played Seattle that week. So this is 96. Yeah. Okay. We played Seattle in the rain. Yeah, and Brian Blaze, Brian Blaze. took our heart in the last play of the year. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you that the play that That was in Gene Atkins' um, career in Miami. Right yeah, there. That, that, that pass over the top from Joey Galloway. Mm-hmm. So um, so we come in the next week, and uh, I'm sitting in my locker that Monday, and Jimmy was like, uh, Troy, I need to talk to you real quick. I was like, what's up, Coach? He's like, oh, we're going to name you the starter for this week. I said, for real? He said, yeah. He said, make sure you get there and learn everything you need to learn, and uh, you're our starter. I was like, wow. So we're playing in Buffalo. You know those quarterback, <laughs> those Newman oh, quarterbacks? Yeah, you had the I had, I had all my, my checks and everything. I had them on both arms, <laughs> right? And the whole playbook. Yeah, like this. yeah. Like, oh, we were still on the old playbook, then, right? <laughs> right? We, oh, yeah. we hadn't, hadn't uh, pared it down to the six plays. So, I, so basically – I'm in the, I'm in my stance and Craig Erickson calls something and I'm and I don't see it on my sheet in my left hand and I can't look at my right so I'm like and I kind of look back at Craig like with this confused look and he was like shit Troy just just make sure that Bryce Pop doesn't get to me <laughs> I can do that, I got that. <laughs> you know what I mean and uh, I, I remember I remember 
going, you know, we we beat them that day. I caught a couple passes that day, which was more than I caught my first three weeks. <laughs> and you, you finally know, got ahead of that guy I, yeah, in yeah, Kansas City. Finally, finally. <laughs> but, you know, maybe not by much, but I finally <laughs> got, I've gotten some receptions in the book. And uh, the first time I, the first thing I remember about Dan was going, uh, we were sitting down, we were, we were on the, going on the bus, leaving. And I remember seeing his big cooler beer at the bottom of the bus. And I'm sitting there saying, the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> so I sit on the back of the bus. I'm all the way in the back. Timbo is back there as well. And and then Dan comes back there as well. I'm sitting back there, and Timbo pulls out this bottle of Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He pulls out this bottle of Hennessy, and I'm like, he's like, yo, you want some of this? I was like, yeah. I was like, hit it, took it to Welcome the head. To Miami. You know what I mean? And Dan was like, he was like, Dan put on his sunglasses. He was like, Timbo, let me hit that. <laughs> I said, I'm going to love this place. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams were a distant memory. Oh, they were distant memory at that point. Yeah. At that point, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is what's I got up. my yeah. number yeah, and a bottle of man. Post-game, man. It's time to relax, man. It's just so, so wound up, man, all week long oh, after the game. Gosh. You're playing at such a fever pitch, man. It's nice to... But that's the bus. We haven't even hit the plane yet. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Well, speaking of the plane, you know what? So a couple (laughs) things jumped out at me in 96 with with, with Troy. Well, one was when we traveled, you know, Jimmy, I just always remember, it's a business trip. And you expect everyone to travel like it was a business trip, Juice. And I didn't know the history. I didn't know all the the Lewis, uh, Lewis Oliver pressure he was putting on you guys and how you had to dress. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I worked in on a staff with Harvey and, and Neil, so it wasn't real hard for me yeah. to try and be the best-dressed guy in the department, but I said, that's the only way I'm going to stand out. You yeah. know, we talked about interns making a name but be doing it subtly, so I kind of had my little sport coat and my little suit, and everybody would get all dressed up, and you see the guys with the custom suits and what have you, and Troy would come <laughs> on the plane, Juice. That's a business trip. <laughs> Troy had some jeans. Some Timberlands. Always Timberlands. Always some Timberlands. Yes. Different color Timberlands. Probably a towel hanging out the back pocket. A nice, He did wear a collared shirt, he, just like he got on today. He was, <laughs> he was wearing a polo shirt, collared shirt, and he had the hat with, with, to the quarter. Always, uh, always to, the quarter. to the quarter. Yeah. 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 Flat brim hat. And that was, and <laughs> you'd hear these guys, I'm like, fuck did he get on the plane wearing this stuff <laughs> and so you know i didn't know the whole jimmy situation but i guess that this was a business trip for you that was that was your business attire yes only thing i heard was collared shirt collared shirt <laughs> that's and it you got a collar i i got a collar shirt on Coach, so i'm, I'm legal. not in the t-shirt What's I'm, the problem? I'm not in the t-shirt so right. but that's how i felt comfortable you gotta understand like kids from pennsylvania philly harrisburg Timberlands are like sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, are like socks for you. Tim, Tim, I mean, you got guys playing. They running full court basketball with Tim's on. on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not so, even tied up. Not even tied up. But but at the end of the day, like I, you know, I, I felt comfortable. And I and like I'm the type of person like I, I have to be comfortable in my environment. And I have to be comfortable in my surrounding. And if you I'm not, comfortable I as hell. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but that, that it, it helps me relax. It was one of those things like I'm, I'm totally relaxed. I know it's a business trip. This is my business attire. That's your business attire. 
I and I'm ready it. to rock and roll. And, and I will say this, Juice, and he'd get on, and everybody else come on, suit, 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 and then Timbo would come on, and Timbo and Troy were chopping <laughs> at the same fucking place. They had, to be, they, right. they had the same damn outfit on. You, you already on. know. And nobody was telling either, either of them That's what I was going to get to. Yeah. Not a word was said to either one of them. Yeah, did anybody, did Jimmy, did anybody ever say, Troy, can you maybe put on some, like, no. Nah, it was good. No. He I had was, a collar shirt on. I had a collar shirt on. That was it. Big fella. I love it. So, so <laughs> that stood out to me. The attire definitely stood out to me. And then you cannot, and we talked a little bit about it now, but but the size and the strength, you know, because because Billy Milner was a big guy, and granted, different position, what have you. Yeah. But I know strength was not necessarily something that was associated with Billy. But Troy came in, and you go talk to John Gamble, who, by the way, is on the ESPN <laughs> Classic Strongman Absolutely. Competition, carrying logs on his head and the whole thing. And John would tell me that the only guy that he really you know, there were two or three guys that, as far as strength that he respected, that he would actually give them credit for being strong. And, and he loved him some Troy Boy, Drayton, man. Yeah, you know, me and John were, were, were those guys. Like, he always had my best interest. I looked at John like he was my father because he had that type of presence around me. But, you know, I'm the type of guy like, you know, I know I, I was talking to Ed Perry about this the other day. Ed Perry. He was like, you know. He's like, man, I, I hate it when you came here. <laughs> I was like, why? He said, because you made us do 315. Right. I said, well, I wasn't going to do 275. I was, I would have. And was not trying to do 315 <laughs> either. And John was like, I told, and I went to John. I, I cut said, people's hair up in here. I said, I said, John, I said, 275 is not. I, I, I'll do that in my sleep. <laughs> I said, um, I need to do 315. He's like, well, if you do it. All the other tight ends got to do it. I said, that's not my and problem. And explain to people what that is. That <laughs> yeah. isn't your problem. Exactly. <laughs> it's not my right. problem. But explain to folks what that means. So you had to do 315 in what part of your, your So your we, we always had a, a pre-test and we had a post-test. Yeah. That's what I want to so, get So to basically, it. you know, you had to do 350 or, you know, you had to, the receivers had to do 225. Two and a quarter. I think the skill guys had to do two and a quarter. The linebackers and other guys had to do, like, 275, and then the offensive-defensive line had to do 350. And it was rep out, and that, rep that's it like you out, would test back, your back strength back. based on – got it. Yes. Got it. So um, – Now, was there a team record at this time? I don't know. I, I You know, for me, you know, I came – I coming from – I mean, coming from St. Louis, like, we had some really strong guys. Mm -hmm. So, I didn't know. I, I'm just like, Psh, I don't care what these guys do. But 275 I, I is not – 275, yeah. I'll do a 35 time. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's not a challenge. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, well, let's let's uh <laughs> it's sick, man. It's not my problem. Like, like right. let me that's their let me problem. Let me just interrupt real quick. <laughs> you, you hear how he's talking, right? Yeah. This is truth, man. Whenever Troy lift in the weight room, the whole weight room stopped just to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it stopped. And he did elevate a lot of other people's, you know, performances because of they were trying to get to where it was. Or expose them. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead, Big Chuck. I mean, so so basically, when I when I get down on the bench, I can tell based off of me getting it off the rack how the set's going to be. What kind of day this is going to be. Yes. Okay. So what most people do is they count one, two, three, four, five, six, count seven. Reps, so sure. when you get higher in your mind – you're like, you get to 15, you're like 16, 17. You're like, damn, 18, 19, 20. You know what I mean? So that fatigues you. I didn't do that. My reps were five at fives. So I would go one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. So now I'm truly fatiguing. Now were you were you doing the total in your head? No. So I just counted by fives. Job. That's all I counted. And see how many sets of five you could do. So how many sets of five I can do. At 315. Yes. 
So where where would we average? Where would we like you know pretest process? We're, where we're anywhere between twenty five and twenty nine. It was sick. At three fifteen, Juice. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah. I remember he had you know we had some guys that we had some really strong guys on the Preach team. Preach sitting over here like wait, wait a second, run that back. We had some really strong guys on the team, and I know uh, like Daryl Gardner. He, he tried to challenge Big Troy in the weight yeah. room. Didn't work out too well for him. I don't think anybody got over twenty. No. You know, and Troy was doing, like he said, 25 to 29. <laughs> I remember Charles Jordan, who's probably the strongest receiver I ever played with. Mm-hmm. And we did 225. He did it like 20 times. It's incredible. Now, I, Lamar did it one time. Pre-test. One and a half post-test. He needed those gloves. <laughs> That's right. And so he actually challenged on. Troy with 225 versus 315. And Troy beat Charles. You know, Charles is one of the strongest dudes, man. But it was uh, the was whole weight thinking? room stopped. Yeah, to oh, no. watch Troy it was an event. It was an event. Like I would sneak down there. I would know when's Troy going. I'd sneak <laughs> yeah. down the little spiral staircase and get in there. You know, I'm not supposed to be in there. Yeah, but that that was an event. It's funny you bring up Daryl. Daryl's been brought up on the show once or twice. Yeah. you know, OJ and Daryl have a have a history. But um, but he, <laughs> but uh, he, he, I know there's a story because another guy who was stupid strong was Timbo. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, there was a story in the weight room. With Daryl, because Daryl wanted to be the uh, for the defensive lineman, you know this story, yeah. and he had to get a certain amount of reps, and and Timbo came in and was like, "What did he get?" And Timbo literally stopped one rep short of what Daryl did and just put it back on no spot, <laughs> took it off the rack, put it back on the rack, three hundred fifteen pounds, and somebody said, "Timbo, what, you you could have blown through that." What he goes, "I don't want to break that man's spirit." He <laughs> said, and, and it's a very true. He statement. said he works out every day. He goes, "I don't." Timbo didn't work right. He just would show up one at a time. This is how strong I am. We put the shit back man, on the rack. And he, you know, at the end of the day, Timbo in Timberlands. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Timbo is is he's 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 an amazing specimen. Yeah, like seriously, I remember one time I was um, I was coming in motion and I don't wham anybody. Okay, like they didn't they didn't put me in the wham. And quarterback calls a cadence, and Timbo comes across, and I'm just now getting – I'm right at the edge of the tackle. I mean the edge of the guard. And Timbo comes across that line and hits me in my shoulder. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get past Timbo. I'm trying to get past him. <laughs> and I thought my, my shoulder was broken. <laughs> and I said, damn, Timbo. I was like, yo, man, what are you doing? He was like – Troy, man, I thought you was going to wham me. I he said, wasn't going to let that happen. I said, when the hell have I whammed anybody? <laughs> I said, if I'm going to wham you, I'm going to tell you before I leave the huddle that I'm coming to get you. He was like, you know what? That's a true statement. I said, okay. <laughs> so you almost broke my damn shoulder. <laughs> let me go put this thing back yeah. in the socket and we'll, we'll try and run this again. Wow. Yeah, man. Well, that, Troy in the weight room. The biggest Troy was, the strongest he was. I hid behind Troy a lot, Seth. Did you? Oh, I talked a lot of trash in the locker room, man. And as soon as I did, I got right behind Troy. You know, I'm, I was a little guy in there, but I talked a lot of trash to a lot of big guys, man. And some big guys talked trash to me, but when I did. You find where Troy was at <laughs> first? Wait, Troy had to be close in, in the beginning. Wait a minute. Troy could be in the, in the training room. In the, in the way, he had to be right beside me when yeah. I started talking So trash. it seemed like you were a hothead, but it was very strategic. <laughs> a very strategic. Smart. How many times have you had to, to step in and put those big paws on somebody that was coming after Damn, Juice. Listen, once he said, I'm, I'm, you, you get, look, I'm behind Big Troy. Listen, man, you can't, <laughs> he be poking people in the head. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> How many Yo, times was, have you found nah, yourself man, in that nah, position? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not I'm just in the locker room. Maybe at a party or two. But, but I'm just in like, life, in life. Yo, this ain't going down. What, and I always, that's all I, would, that's all I would say. I'm like, whatever it is, it ain't going down. 
That's hilarious. You know what I mean? So, you know, that that that's always that's always a fun part about the locker room. Those are the things like when you retire, like you really miss. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? Like you miss those those intimate moments that you have that are that are just funny. You know, I think that's, you know, where a lot of guys like when you think about retirement, that's where a lot of guys have a hard time adjusting. Because, right. You can't you know, ever replicate the locker room. You hear it, every man. guy that comes on the show say it. <laughs> we try to here in the tank, though, which is, I think, guys enjoy it. So, I mean, you come to Miami, Timbo, Danny, the Hennessy, OJ, you're back reunited with him. This Miami, the yeah. city's probably stylistically a little more along yeah. the lines of, of what your tastes are. Um, and you had a lot of great relationships. Yeah. You had a coach in your in your position room. Oh God, <laughs> Pat Jones. Pat Jones, talk about that relationship, man. We had a love hate <laughs> relationship, man. I, I I remember one of the first encounters that we had was um we had we had played the Indianapolis Colts, and the Indianapolis Colts beat the brakes off our ass. I mean, we it was thirty five nothing. That's the brakes. Yeah. So we come in, and we we have to, we have our individual meetings, and I time it like I know on the clock when to leave. My leave my my locker to walk into the meeting to get there on time. I'm always like a minute early not every Joe day. Pie time, by the way. Yeah, it's not Joe Pie time, but you know I'm always on time. So I, I walk in and uh, right on right on schedule a minute early, and I'm sitting around. I'm sitting down, and Ed Perry sits in front of me, and he turns around. He said, "Troy, please don't start." I said, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> so Pat was like, um, "I'm gonna find you." Find who? He said, you. I said, find me for what? He said, for being late. I said, I'm early. I'm actually a minute early. I walk in at this time every single day. He said, well, I'm going to find you. I said, you really going to take my money? He said, yeah. I said, all right, well, you son of a bitch. I said, at the end of the day, <laughs> don't expect no damn Christmas present from me <laughs> this, this Christmas. That's your Christmas present right there. Huh? Yeah, that money that you taking away from me. I said, yo, this is this is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I really I can't you believe it. right to Christmas on them. Yeah. No, you, I, every year I would get money from our guys, and I would buy this man a bottle of Blue Label Scotch. Every single year. Except that one. Except for that one. <laughs> I was done. And he gives us these cheap ass $7 mugs that you can get out of uh Wait, a mug? Uh, like a coffee mug? Like a, like a, like a, uh, a mug that you're sitting there drinking at, at medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> With How our names on them. Yeah. And things remember. Yeah, things, they re things remember. How many of them you got? I got four of them. <laughs> I got four of those damn mugs. With I'm like, no. And he got, forgets that he got them every year. He got four bottles of Blue Label. Every I'm like, no, the hell with that. Like this is bullshit. You know what I mean? And that that started our relationship downhill. So we were we were in Oakland, and this was like the big blow up. So we're in Oakland, and I had just I broke my hand the week before, so I'm playing with a broken hand. I'm playing with a bad knee, and turf toe. And I had just taken a shot in my toe. I had my knee drained. I'd taken a shot in my toe before the game. And, you know, me, like we break the huddle. I'm walking up to the line of scrimmage. Because when I, you know, I, I walk up to the line of scrimmage so I can start to see how things are being set. You know, so I, I get down in my stance. And, um, you know, the play's over. I go to the sideline. He calls me out. And he was like, you need to stop walking out. You need, you need to stop walking to the line of scrimmage. This is during the game. Yeah, I said I'm I'm getting up there the same time as everybody else. What the, what the, what are you talking about? <laughs> he said, "Well, 
The next time you walk to the line of scrimmage, I'm going to put Hunter Goodwin in there. I said, well, put Hunter's ass in there then. I don't give a damn. I'd sit my ass on the sideline and finally get some rest. You know, so I sit on the sideline. Oh, so he did put Hunter in. Yeah, he put Hunter in. <laughs> and there was a, it was a pass play. And Jimmy was like, what the hell is Hunter doing in the game? He said, get Troy in the game. So I go back in the game. And at the, at, after, we, after we're out, you know, we come off the field. He comes over and he starts. He's like, damn it, I need you to get up to the line of scrimmage. I said, Pat, do me a favor. I said, walk down to the other end of the field, take a chill pill, and come back. I said, because I'm, I'm not going to allow you. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. And I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Just for folks who don't know Pat Jones. <laughs> Troy's being nice here right now. Because Pat Jones could put combinations yeah. of curse words yeah. together like I've never heard. Yeah. So I know he didn't just say, I need you to walk <laughs> up to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So He said shit I'd never heard of. Like, and I've heard a lot of stuff. He had so I could just imagine a little Pat in your face saying those things. So, I just want people to understand. It yeah. wasn't like him just saying, I need you to walk up yeah. to the line of screen. So I, I, God I, damn, Troy, motherfucking yeah, walk yeah, up yeah, to the yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly what it was. So I said, man, you need to go down there and take a chill. So I said, but I ain't going to be too many of them. Right. You know what I mean? So um, he said something else to me, and it was bad. And I don't even remember what it was. And I got up, and I started to go towards Uh-oh. him. Uh-oh. And then John Gamble jumps in the middle. It was going to take John Gamble. And I said, if you ever talk to me like that, I will fucking break your neck. And the only reason why I stopped is because of John. And then Danny comes over, and Danny was like, I told you to leave Troy alone. <laughs> he said, what y'all need to do is get the damn plays in faster. He said, y'all not calling, y'all not giving us any time in the huddle. The plays, y'all need to get the plays in. He said, Troy's walking up to the, he's walking up to the line of scrimmage just like everybody else. So it's nothing that he doesn't do in practice. And he all said, this is happening to leave, on the sidelines. I told you to leave him alone. Right. I told you to leave him alone because I was gonna, I was gonna choke that. Really <laughs> good sideline stuff right there. Man. And, yeah, man. Um, and I just remember like uh, Jimmy having to address it afterwards. He's like, "Oh, that's just during the heat of the game, and you know they they have that type of love hate relationship, <laughs> but you know it's more love than it is hate. You know what I mean? But I, I that was the first time I ever went after a coach." Is because he took it past the that point. Time. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was the first time. Yeah, that was the first and only time that okay. I went right, after right, a coach. Right. Because at the end of the day, like, he took it past the point that it wasn't, it wasn't now we weren't player and coach. Right. right. It was personal. Like, Don't ask me. Yeah, like what he was saying with, to me was personal. Like, I was like, hey, man, I was trying to de-escalate the situation. I'm like, <laughs> man, just go down there and chill out, man. Like, we got it covered. But the fact that I'm playing with a broken hand, a bad knee and turf toe, and I had to take these shots to play. Those shots, bro! Yeah. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> you, you're, you're tripping right now. You know what I mean? Uh, Pat had a way, man. He would say he some had, stuff. He had a way of getting under your skin, but you know, at the end of the day, like you yeah, know, we had Pat to coexist. Seen them draining your knee. Said this is one of the nastiest things I've ever seen in my life. When they used to drain his knee, the needle was about yeah, four man. inches long. It seemed like I don't know, I don't know exactly how long it was. And the tube was probably yeah. uh, two inches in in circumference or yeah, whatever. And yeah. then it was big as hell, and it was just full of just full of bl- nastiness, blood pus. It was like so nasty. That's one of the nastiest things I've ever seen. In everything, my life, man. and it would take my knee back. They would bring my knee normal. back down to normal size until after Crazy. the game. When it blew until back after up the again. game, yeah. blow right back up. Yeah, but I mean, those are the things that you had to deal with when you know when you want to get out the field. They, they, they forced you to do a lot of times. Yeah, but you know what? The thing about it is, like. I wanted to be out there for my teammates. 
Because at the end of the day, like, I felt like I needed, I didn't want to let them down. Like, they were the most important things to me next to my family. Well, they are my family. But did you feel like it ever threatened your career or your situation? I felt, I felt like there were, the time that I had a knee surgery, um, my last knee surgery, when they took out my meniscus, mm-hmm. that, I think that jeopardized my career. Because when they took out that meniscus, now I have no cartilage yeah. in between. Like, I played, I played at one point, I played with bone chips in my knee. And when those bone chips get into that cartilage of your knee, it's just like, you know, you throwing metal pieces into like ball bearings. It's just going to chew it up yeah, and just man. spit it out. You know what I mean? And I should have had have had surgery to just get those bone chips out. And then I probably wouldn't have torn my meniscus, but I'm like, okay, I'll have the surgery after after the season's it's like over. They gave you some bad advice, yeah, Troy. You know what I mean? I'll have the surgery after the season's over. Then I end up tearing up my damn knee. Right. You know what I mean? And that was like, that was right before the playoff game that we went in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, like I, when you tear that time up. I was getting my injections. Yeah. yeah. So like when you do that. Sounds like a pattern to me. I'm like, golly, like, you know what I mean? So I, you know, Uribe, I, I, I remember specifically going down because I, I was like, damn, I'm having more pain than normal. And um, he was like, hey, you know, come on down. Let's take a look at it. And I was like, um, I was like, what's the verdict? He was like, well, you want the good news or the bad news? I said, well, give me the good news. He said, you have to have a surgery. I said, well, damn, what That's kind of good, good news, news is that? Yeah. He said, when do you want it? He said, I said, what's the bad news? He said, you want it today or tomorrow? Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. After they let you chew it up. Yeah. I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah. He said, do you eat anything? I was like, no. Is this 99? Yeah. It's He's like, did you eat anything? I was like, no, I didn't eat anything. He was like, okay. So we're going to wheel you in. I'm going to call KO and wow. tell him Did that you eat anything? We're wheeling you in now. Yeah. He's like, we're, we're going to wheel you in. We're going to admit you. Had to be a damn shame they did yeah. things that way. Man. Yeah. That's you know what awful. I mean? So I'm, I'm, I go in, have surgery, and, um, you know, next day I'm on a bike. Yep, getting ready for getting Monday. ready, trying to get ready for Seattle. Yep. You know oh, what I mean? This was prior to the Seattle game. This was game. prior to the Seattle game. I'm trying to get ready for Seattle because I gotta now I gotta get my range of motion back. You know what I mean? I gotta get my range of motion. Yeah. So how they do that is they That's lower they the seat and they, you know, you gotta ride this bike. And I missed the Seattle game. But I was but like, they got I, you ready for Jackson. But huh? I got me ready for Jacksonville. Nice. So I had that big ass Don Joy, you know, a knee brace on my knee. And uh, ended up not really, not really playing right. a lot in that game. Exactly right. Um, exactly right. But that was that was the worst loss in in our history. Yeah, you know what I mean. The history of uh, probably the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I think in playoff history, I think it's still yeah. is the, the worst playoff loss in. It, it was pretty history. damn bad. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty damn bad. You're listening to the Five Reason Sports Network. We've created a menu of intelligent and entertaining content on demand for commutes, workouts, and more. And by now, you're already familiar with the 15 different podcasts in our network. Today, we are proud to announce the premiere of our brand new website, FiveReasonsports.com. On it, you'll find columns from more than a dozen of our hosts, many who are professional writers in the market. Watch original videos from shows like Miami Heat Beat and Balls Cast. Browse our full merchandise shop. And unlike other outlets in the area, there's no paywall. Everything is absolutely free. All of this from a network that's credentialed from all five major sports teams in South Florida. Oh yeah. 
Did we mention that it's free? We're by Miami for Miami. We're sports on your schedule. We're Miami Sports On Demand. We're the Five Reason Sports Network. Go to FiveReasonSports.com today. So that was 99, and we're talking about coaches and relationships. In 98, I think it was the end of the 98 season, we had, we had another offensive coach, Gary Stevens, offensive <laughs> coordinator at the time. And, oh, uh, we, you know, another – Juice, you've talked about it a lot on this show that, uh, un- unfortunately, in your career, when the offense was rolling, the defense wasn't. And then when the defense started, when we had the, the Zach yeah. and JT and the Timbos and, and all those guys shutting things down on the corners and, and Pat and Sam and so on, that the offense started to regress. Yeah. And I'm being kind uh, as compared to what, what OJ has said about it. <laughs> and, and so we, we finished the season. The offense wasn't where we wanted it to be. And Kevin Ding was the reporter. I remember Kevin Ding ended up going into the NBA, but I, I – I think he was writing for the Herald and he caught Gary Stevens in the parking lot and he questioned Gary. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, I remember. I know you remember it. So he questioned Gary about, you know, the offense and so on. And Gary says to him, you can't make (laughs) chicken salad out of chicken chicken shit. He says it to him, and then they found Troy, and they said, "Hey, your offensive coordinator just said I don't know how they found you. It was the same day or whatever." Oh man, I was not happy about you were, and you expressed that. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) The thing about it is, man, when you when you go in and you believe in somebody, yeah, okay, you believe that this man is what he says is is the word. What he didn't say was we didn't make any changes to our offense. I mean, he never said that. He never said that. Hey, we went in with the same exact game plan that we had the week before. We made no changes. Well, this right. had to be after Oakland, right? I right. guess that's what it would have been. Yep. You understand yep. what I'm yep. saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, so how do you? But when you say that, and this man is sitting up there and he, he tells you, hey, you need to run this route, and this is the way you need to run it, and I guarantee success, and you do it and you run it. So what, his word is bond. And then when he says something like that, it's deflating. But I needed to see him as a man. You understand what I'm saying? I needed yeah. to see him as a man because you need to answer to that. And, you know, once I left here, once I left Miami, I went to Oakland for a hot second. And Gary was the OC out there. You oh, followed Gary. And I said to him, I said, listen, Gary, I said, I got a problem. And I, you need to answer to this. I said, that comment that you made about you can't turn chicken salad into chicken shit. Like, what was up with that, bro? I said, because, you know, we believed everything that you said. He was like, you know, it was just the heat of the moment. I was upset, this and that. I said, I understand that, Gary. But at the end of the day, you got all of these men that you have to lead. But you didn't say, we didn't change our game plan. Or it's all on me, which you should have said that. Right. That's why his ass got fired. Going home. Gary was actually actually in a team offensive meeting talking about how much talent we had there right before that. (laughs) But that's my whole point. How many guys that, you know, could be all conference and all this. And, you know, it's like he was gassing us all up because, you know, you think about Richmond, me, Troy, Danny, all those guys that were in there. We had some talent in there. But, you know, we, like he said, we were stuck in a rut with our with our game plan. Yeah. Well, I remember your response was something to the extent of, I can't play for a man like that. That's my whole point. And that was all Jimmy needed to hear. But I didn't know the backstory. I didn't know that you and Jimmy were, you know, that, that you were the, the chosen one yeah, like that. Right. But, but, but exactly. you know what? You know what's so funny? We're coming back from Get New that England. Man his number. We're coming back from New England after that game, right? I didn't play the whole second half. And Jimmy walks back. 
and you know, you know, we're 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 have we're drinking, we're having a couple of drinks, we're pissed, and he kind of kneels down in the aisle. He says, "You're pissed, aren't you?" I said, "Yeah, Jimmy." I said, "Shit, I didn't play the whole second half of the game." He said, "Well, you know, you know, we had to go to three wides. You know, we had to throw the ball up. We were behind." I said, "I understand that, but damn, Jimmy, like." I said, I'm, I, I consider myself one of the best receivers on this football team. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, like, I need to be on the field. I can't – you didn't bring me here to sit me on the sideline. Like, that's not me. You know what I mean? The whole second half of the game? Like, really? He's like, I understand. He said, but you know what? There's going to be a lot of changes made starting today. And I was like, okay, no problem. It's fascinating to me that yeah. he went and had those that level of conversation with Troy Juice. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause, yeah. and, and Jimmy – the guys he was close with, he was close with. I just didn't realize that that was the level of the relationship. Yeah, yeah I mean, his guy, Troy's one of his yeah, guys. I, I mean, so. you, you know the thing about it is, like, I have to play. I think for he just low key called you a company man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have to play for demanding people. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and this is a pattern in my life. Mrs. Fall, Mrs. Paterno, Coach Paterno, Jimmy Johnson. I had my best years under people who were very demanding. Because they would not Makes allow sense. me to let rest on my laurels. Right. Like people always say, who would you have want to play for as a coach outside of, you know, Coach Johnson and, you know, Joe Paterno, an NFL coach? And I said, Bill Parcells. And Don't I get said me started, that. Joy. I, I, no, and, I, and I said that. <laughs> and the reason why I said that is because Bill is very demanding. He's very demanding of his players. And I understand the relationship between, <laughs> you know, 9-9 nine, nine and the whole 9. And I didn't agree with that whole thing. But he was one of those guys. I could play for a guy like Nick Saban. I can play for those guys because they're very demanding. And there's not very many NFL coaches. Maybe Bill Cowher, who's a guy who's very demanding. So what it sounds like to me that I hear is that you don't mind, not even don't mind, you need demanding. You almost thrive in demanding, but you don't want unreasonable. Exactly. That's what it sounds like I'm hearing. I, my thing is, Pat Jones became unreasonable. Unreasonable. <laughs> like if you're unreasonable, But honestly, the person, the person that I wanted to play for, and I was jealous every single day that they had him was Coach Ford. Ford. Yeah, Robert Ford. He wow. was demanding. Yeah. And you know what, Pat Jones. When he couldn't answer a question, he went to Coach Ford. I went, went to, to Coach, Coach Ford. Ford because he coached Jay, Jay Novacek. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. So that, that logic makes sense. And then some he sense. came out to me one day and he was like, because I used to jump into their routine. Coach Ford had this this. He still want to be a receiver, ball, Juice. Yeah. He, he still want to be a receiver. And he throws it. I mean, you're you're sitting there and he's just sitting there. He's just throwing you balls. Fastballs. I mean, bam. And I'm I'm like, yo, I gotta have this. Yeah. Like this is what I need right now. Yeah, I need this Watch guy to point, take me, take me to the next level. I remember yeah. absolutely. But <laughs> okay. but he but you know what him. you know what he told me one time, and this let me know that Pat Jones, like to me, wasn't the guy for me. He said, "Hey man, I can't give you a lot of advice because Pat doesn't want me to do that. Right. He wants you to come right. to him." Yeah, and I'm remember like, that. "But you're making me a better player. Right. He's not. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm gonna come to you." For those answers. He was trying to, you know, he obviously had hierarchy and politics. But, but the thing to, about it is. But, like, that, but I ex understand exactly what you're what saying. What I needed was him yeah. to take my game to the next level. Because of all the things that he was doing with OJ and, and Yatil and, and Charles and Lamar and all our receivers. I wanted that. And I couldn't be a part of that. Right. Plus, we were running Dallas-style offense. 
So that was a better fit for the guy that had Jay Novacek going to Absolutely. multiple Pro Bowls to be able to tell Troy how to how to run that tight end position in, in that offense. He was actually the guy who worked me out at Penn State. And let me tell you Chosen. what, I didn't drop a ball. I dropped one ball within be, be, between the combine and my personal workout, and I still want to go back and get that damn ball. <laughs> yep. We're going to find it for you, man. <laughs> so I know we've had you in here for a long time. I got two more things I want to run cool. by you, okay? The first one is we had one of your former teammates in here. Well, we've had a lot of for, your former teammates, but we had Calvin Jackson in here. Oh, God. And Calvin <laughs> talked about that, you know, his game and what he liked and what he didn't like and what was tough for him and playing big tight ends was kind of his arch nemesis. <laughs> but he said that there was a mo. He said couldn't let Troy yeah. get his shoulders square. No, but he said there was a moment. There was a moment that he got you he one he time. Got you, Troy. I tell you, we were having a we scrimmage. I don't know if we were at Lockhart. I think we were. At that Lockhart. would make sense. It'd be so, live yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, we're at Lockhart, and right near the end of the scrimmage, Danny throws a hot. You know, so one of two things happened. Either the, the linebackers blitzed, linebacker and corner combination, or linebacker and one in safeties. That's that's our hot read. And our hot is five yards turnaround. So you do that to your own guys they know enough. They know, right? they know what a hot read is. And, <laughs> you know, the, the hot read comes. And I don't miss hot reads. I miss one hot read my whole That's how you don't play. You miss I, a hot I, read. I miss one hot read. Hit. My whole time, you. you know what I mean, and I was, and I missed it in practice. And and Kippy Brown said to me, he said, "Damn, that's the first hot read you ever missed." I was like, "Damn, man, I'm slipping," you know what I mean. <laughs> but I turn around, Danny delivers me the ball, and soon as I turn around, Calvin hits me right in the quad, bam. But my my quad, I mean my uh, thigh pad had shifted over, so he hit me. His helmet oh. hit me square on my thigh, and I go down, I get up. I'm like, okay, you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, this thing hurts. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's the worst. The, the pain is excruciating. But, you know, I finished out the the practice, and that was the only time that he he ever got me. I always tell, I always tell guys, if you're going to hit me, if if I remotely get my shoulders t- turned, I mean, it doesn't have to be much. But if I get my head around, it's forget it. You're not there. You better bring the whole cavalry. Yeah, well, Calvin was aware of it. He made that clear. So that, that was, again, very strategic on his part. Uh, so so the last thing, and I saved this intentionally for the end, Troy. I saved this intentionally for the end. But, you know, our interaction, and and so, and, and I'm getting off topic a little bit. One of the things people don't know, and, and Troy mentioned it, that Gary Bouchard was his agent. So Troy was like a big brother to JT. Because yeah. Gary was literally like JT's dad. And he, in, in absence of a father, Gary was a very, very special man to JT. He talked yeah. about it at the Hall of Fame. And so when JT got here in 97, Troy had already been here for a year. Gary was like, hey, you got to look after this cat. So yeah. uh, And and people don't understand. You and I talked about that. They don't realize how close you and JT really yeah, are. Yeah, man. J- Jason's like, man, I-, I look at him like he's my little brother. Yeah, and I like, think he looks at you that I, way. I'm a, I'm a part of that family. I'm a part of the Taylor family. Like, you know, I was in Jason's wedding. Yeah, and and uh, in Texas. first time I ever saw you in a suit, man. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I, what what no makes tims. it so bad no was on that. I was through that whole process, just like you know, just the wedding and and everything. Like Jason has been a big part of my life. Like sometimes I would go out of town, I would be like, here, Jason, just take my car, drop me off at the airport, and pick me up. 
You know what I mean? So before he's the big time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, crazy, but huh? I mean, I mean, that's when Jason lived in Weston mm-hmm. and he had the Lexus truck. Yeah, you I remember that saying? white Lexus truck. He had the Lexus truck, but we used to all. I mean, we all we always hang out. We would get those uh, those white stretch limousines, mm-hmm. the the white one, the the S six hundred and the S five hundred stretch limousines, and we would go hang out. But I would always remember, you know, him and and uh, you know Derek Rogers. I mean, one time I was sitting at home, I had, had surgery on my knee, and I, I never locked my doors. I got those big dogs. I had my two Rottweilers. You're not coming in there with that. Yeah, OJ knows that move. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they just run up in the house. They was like, what you doing? I'm like, nothing. I'm laying on the couch. They were like, uh, we're going. We're leaving. We're going. I said, where are we going? They were like, uh, we're going down to the Knicks game. What's, what's the Knicks game? The one that's about to come on? Yeah, we're going down to it. We got courtside seats. Uh, but we're driving your car. You jump in the back. <laughs> so I, I had that an S- like Jay too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had an S six hundred. So at the time, and Jason and, and Derek, they they put me in the back seat. They're in the front seat, and we get down there. and We're courtside. Mm-hmm. That was when um, Alan Houston hit that shot. Oh man! And I'm sitting there. And I got this big ass cast on my leg from my ankle down to my. Wait, they made you get in the back seat? In the back seat of my own own car. You know what I mean? So they're driving my car. You must drive too slow for them. No, but. Couldn't couldn't drive. I couldn't drive. Ah, that makes sense. It was on the right foot, yeah. Yeah, it was. So um, I get down there and I'm sitting sitting right courtside. And I remember Keith Askins sitting near the end of the bench, and he was he's the game's going on. He's talking to me like, "Yo, man, what happened? Like, what's going on?" I'm like, "Basketball, man, <laughs> no, I'm different, like, different animal, right?" I'm like, completely. Keith, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you should be <laughs> making me uncomfortable. No, you should be. Don't have Pat looking down here, yeah. looking at me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's you should such be a different world. You should be paying attention to what's going on in the field. But I was like, "Yeah, I messed my knee up. I got you know." But uh, such a different world. Yeah, but Jason, they were real close. So yeah, Troy yeah. and I got close because of that. Because obviously JT and I had a good relationship. <laughs> but really, where Troy and I professionally were, were worked together was, you know, I was a PR guy. So it was yeah. interviews. Said, so, "Hey Troy, can you talk to this guy? Can you talk to that guy?" <laughs> Patrolling the locker room both during yeah. the week, after games, and so on. Everybody had different routines, and certainly after games, certain guys wanted to get completely dressed. Certain guys, you know, Cameron Wake. We all like to tease Cameron Wake. You know, you never saw Cam do an yeah. interview without, you know, with his shirt on. And, and then, and they give you the towel wraps, right, Juice? You get the towel wraps. You walk mm-hmm. around, Troy. The fuck you do these naked interviews for, man? <laughs> like, I, I, I never, you know, in all the years I worked in pro sports, Troy would, Juice, I'd come down. Hey, is Troy talking to somebody? He'd have twenty five guys around him, camera. They're they're like literally <laughs> eight inches away from the guy, you know, standing there, cameras in his face. He's buck fucking naked. <laughs> Troy, wrist tape, ankles tape. What the you, hell you, is the you, deal there, man? I'm very comfortable in the news, man. <laughs> <laughs> they said I'd be comfortable, man. Hey, you know, Troy's so laid back. He, he one time, man, was doing this interview, and he was right right behind him was the was the the bin, you know, where everyone throws the dirty laundry. And the guys are trying to grab the equipment. Guys are trying to grab the bin. Troy was there, and then he just leans back and say, so "He's got the lean on bare ass." <laughs> guys, I'm like hoping guys don't bump into him, you know, like on the floor. What the hell? You, you know what I always pride myself on? I always pride myself. <laughs> Tell me on, about it. <laughs> besides being naked, <laughs> I always pride myself on not saying no to those guys. Yeah. It didn't matter. You couldn't say It didn't that. matter what you were wearing. No, it didn't matter what I was wearing. Whether I was clothed or whatever. You could say, like, give me a minute? Or no, what? no. I was just like, y'all want to do it? Let's do it right now. Let's go. 
It was really. You would think that they would be like uncomfortable and they'd be like, oh, they were hella uncomfortable. Like, Troy, (laughs) like, yeah, why don't you go ahead and put that on first? They never said anything. So I'm like, okay, well, obviously y'all comfortable, so I am I. It was the most awkward thing. (laughs) And like, I, you know, I try and stay around and what are guys saying? And certain guys, you want to make sure they don't say something or whatever. Or at least if they do, you were there for it and you were present. And Troy was one of those guys that (laughs) that was going to speak his mind. But I was like, I didn't want to get too close to that hoe, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm going to give Troy some space. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, yeah. That is really funny. Yeah, man. Hey man, like you want you want the interview. Like you want it now, so I want to help, we'll help you guys you. get out here so you can get your tape sent up and whatever you need to do. Everything will have to be above the shoulders. And what's crazy now, if you Google, if you Google Troy Drayton, the first picture that came up was a fucking naked interview picture, man. I'm sure I, I can't even make this stuff up. Oh, Let's look it so up funny. here, right here. Let's see if I get that on the is phone. Really, really yeah, because I, I was putting this question in and I buried it at the end. Look. Oh, man. That's his Wikipedia profile. <laughs> Come on, man. That's his damn hey, Wikipedia profile. And I was sitting right on my stool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Nuts I was all sitting, on the seat yeah, and the whole it, thing. It, I it guarantee was mine. you. It was mine. So, <laughs> hey, you can. Juice, I guarantee you that, like, you know, you've seen this before, but guys have a towel wrap on. Troy had not a fucking thing on. Uh, yeah, man, Juice. So I, I, I had to bring that shit up. That because, is funny. You know, I, 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 it must be a Penn State thing. Uh, uh, wait, no, it ain't. It ain't. It not. Shut the hell up. Well, Cam, Cam is carried high. on the tradition. That's yeah, but Cam, high. at least from what I understand, had some damn pants on or at least a towel wrap. It's still hey, high. Man. Thing, so. I, you know what? I'm still <laughs> high. Man. That's the rollers. Hey, man. You <laughs> might. That's how, That's how they roll. Hey, man. Like, you might even catch me. Like, sometimes, man, I just, you know, I, I be in the house and I just get up and I, I go right. to the well, refrigerator. Be careful. Your or something neighbors like, might. Well, that's on them. Like, you know. <laughs> it's my house. It's my so they were in your house in the locker yeah, room. Yeah. I promise you, guys who we know who have played with you, who listen to this show, are rolling right now <laughs> because they know they're like, motherfucking Troy, he never puts some damn clothes on. So, but as a PR guy, I just felt that I had to, I had to bring that. Well, uh, thank you for bringing it to my attention <laughs> like 15 years later. It was a little awkward for me at the moment, man. I'm a little more comfortable now having oh, that conversation. That's so funny. Hey, we, Juice, we wanted a big fella in here for a while, oh, man. man. And we know that you work for the team and there's certain lines you don't want to cross, but we greatly appreciate yes, sir. the fact that you made some time. No, man, I, I appreciate this, man. This is... Uh... This is actually my, I don't know, I think this is my first podcast. Actually. That's good stuff, man. This is a great place so, to start. Uh, I'm, yeah, this is a great place to start. I'm glad I can do it for you guys, hey. man. Thanks for diving in, Big Troy. No, it was always a pleasure. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank, Okay, this one for them diehards Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school Mix it in 
feeling like we up close when we listening. Dolphins tales in Miami is the deep end. We vibing with our favorite players, no secret. We get with Seth and McDuffie, bringing up stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it. Dolphins fans never budget. We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in. Look at that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange. Yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rapping with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank. Don't ever add a tool, you better dive up in that fish tank.